Welcome to the Talking Book Podcast, Atlanta, and Happy New Year. You may notice that we have an addition to our podcast name. We are now the Talking Book Atlanta. That is because the Talking Book in Asheville, North Carolina, that is an audiobook publishing company, they have the similar name and their audiobook publishing company allows their authors who publish their books on audio with them to do a podcast interview about their book and they read passages from their book that they've recorded through the audio process on the podcast. And Chris, the owner, reached out to me through email, although he didn't say anything about changing the name. He just mentioned that we had the same name. And so I decided to just add Atlanta just for distinguishing purposes. And of course, our logos are completely different. And Chris is going to be on the show talking about the audio publishing business in a few weeks. So we look forward to having him on. And with it being New Year's, um, happy 2023. I hope your New Year is going well so far. It's only a couple of days in. But when I was in Rome a few weeks ago, I did an interview in Rome that I thought most people would be very, very interested in. There are Roman ruins, of course, all throughout Rome, uh, centuries old ruins. And our apartment was very, very close to some ancient ruins that today hold an interesting cat sanctuary called Tori Argentina Cat Sanctuary, Gata di Roma. And while we were there enjoying the cats and learning about how they take care of the cats in Rome, I found um, it just might be interesting to do an interview. And there just happened to be an American that volunteers there. She's an expat. She's been living in Rome for 16 years. And because most of the volunteers there speak Italian and not much English. It just made more sense to interview the American. And so we're going to let you listen to that episode. And I think you're going to be very, very interested in that. But I want to give a little bit of history about who they are and a little bit about the actual ruins. Back in 1923, Almost 20 centuries have passed since, but Caesar's spirit is still surely living on in some of these aristocratic cats that rule over the temples with pride. The cat sanctuary is in the spot of some ancient temples. It's also said that this spot was where Julius Caesar was assassinated. In 1929, the year of the sacred area of Torre Argentina was excavated. This was also the year the history of the cat's residency began. Stray and abandoned felines took refuge in this protected area below street level from 1929 until 1993. The cats were more or less regularly fed by a succession of cat ladies, or gattieri. In the 1950s, one of the most famous cat lovers was an Italian film star named Anna Maggiani. While working at Tetroia Argentina, which borders the ruins, 
Miss Maggiani would spend her breaks feeding the four-legged friends. The film legend, famous for her heart-tugging performances, died in the 1960s. In 1993, two ladies named Leah and Silva started working with the cats when they began helping a woman who was running everything all alone. She was spaying, neutering, and feeding the cats. Her generous efforts put her on the verge of an economic and emotional collapse. Soon, Liva and Sylvia released, realized that there was a lot more work than the three women could manage. It was in 1993 that the cat population was about 90 and growing due to the irresponsibility of people abandoning their cats or kittens, maybe to go on vacation. And so, Tori Argentina Cat Sanctuary was born. The working conditions were primitive, to say the least. A cave-like area under the street had been unwittingly created by the construction of the street and the pillars that sustain it. Long before the cat shelter began, it had a floor space of about 100 meters, and it began as a night shelter for the cats and as storage place for food. It was difficult and a frustrating job caring for more than 90 cats in a damp underground space, many places so low that no one could stand up. There was no electricity, no running water, and for almost a year and a half, Sylvie and Libby worked under these conditions, hoping for a breakthrough or a guide through this dark period. In 1995, their prayers were answered when a Savior named Malago Salvionigio told Sylvie and Libby about a wonderful achievement of certain English organizations who worked in animal protection, and she put them in contact with Anglo-Italian Society for the Protection of Animals, AISPA, was the first organization to give material as well as moral support. In addition, they introduced Sylvie and Libby to English resources concerning stray cats and solutions to frequent problems who studied this inedible information and began a slow process of imitating English role models. The first job was to raise a desperately needed funds. The primitive location had once great advantage, and it, and it was a tourist attraction because of the historical and the archaeological significance of the ruins. Painfully allowing their pride and embarrassment to be swallowed, Sylvie and Libby started approaching tourists who seemed more interested in the cats than the ruins and asked for donations. Unbelievably, it worked. Not only did they collect the needed cash, they also managed to attract a certain number of volunteers, mostly women, but from many, many different nationalities, Italian, French, German, American, English, and Brazilian, and Dutch. Tori Argentina became a sort of United Nations for cats. To raise more money, they started organizing fundraising dinners, raffles, and they held flea markets. In 1998, the captain of a U.S. Navy John Hankerson and his wife, Cheryl, generously opened their home for 120 people for dinner, an auction, and a raffle, and that began the first gala. Later, Alexandria Richardson, wife to the British ambassador, allowed the volunteers to hold a fundraiser gala 
at her residence. Several more galas followed, and the following years provided badly needed funds. With a newfound income, Tori Argentina Cat Sanctuary could afford food and a better quality, and the new burst of enthusiasm also motivated Sylvie and Libby and their team of volunteers to become more professional and more organized in daily operations. When feeding, spaying, and veterinary care for the Tori Argentina cats had become an affordable routine, they started sharing the funds with the poor sanctuaries around Rome, but with the emphasis on spaying and neutering, which were still very much their priority. In 1999 to 2004, Nelson, a one-eyed Tori Argentina cat, was the main character in an award-winning book by volunteer Deborah de Alessandro. It was published in 1999 and soon became a bestseller at the shelter, drawing attention to the plight of abandoned cats. At around the same time, Barbara Palmer published Cat Tales. Both books contributed to the growing reputation of the shelter. In 2000, the shelter entered an era when they were given international exposure with the gift of a website, www. Romacats.com from Dutch animal rescuers and professional web designers Misha Posma and Christine Schipper. On the home front in 2001, the Cats of Rome became a biocultural heritage, special proclamation of the city council. Things were moving in the right direction as the sanctuary grew. There was also a growing awareness of suffering of the stray animals and their need for protection. The time was ripe for a public statement. In 2003, Tori Argentina was instrumental in the organization of a demonstration march, Cat Pride, that had several thousand participants demanding protection and funding for Rome's strays. In 2004, the production of the DVD Cats of Rome by Michael Hunt contributed to a further diffusion of their work and their goals. This morning, I'm here in Rome, Italy, during Christmas, on Christmas Day, and we have found that in the heart of Rome, there is a cat sanctuary called Gatia Roma, and I'm here with an American who um, works here in the sanctuary or volunteers here in the sanctuary and we're just going to talk a little bit about the ancient ruins that the cats live in maybe some history about that and about the program and how long the cats have been here so i'd like for you to just introduce yourself and tell just a little bit about um, how you came to be in rome how you came to be uh, with the cat sanctuary and then we'll kind of talk a little bit about the history because i am interested in a little bit of the history and um of the ruins and how long the cats have been here you don't know about the don't know about that okay all right we'll go ahead and introduce yourself and tell a little bit about how you have been how long you've been here and just um, how you got started Okay. Um, hello, everyone. I'm Christine. I've been a volunteer here at the sanctuary um, since 2011. And I think I found the cats just the way uh, many others have that just walking around the city 
enjoying the, you know, the ruins and what the city has to offer and seeing all of these, these cats roaming around. Um, so I, I came downstairs and decided to ask if it was possible to volunteer. It was a time in my life where I had extra time and thought it would be uh, something important to do to try to, to help. And when I came down here and understood what the activity was about, it was something that I felt was very important to, to dedicate time to. Here, we ster help sterilize stray cats all around Rome. So the objective of the association, which has been here for over 29 years, is to help with sterilizations. By Roman law, it's required to sterilize stray cats. And we talk to visitors and help them to understand this. We also help some of the disabled cats and that cannot survive on the streets. We have many cats that are blind, suffer from kidney disease, partially paralyzed, mm -hmm. and those cats stay here with us at the, at the shelter. Um, the sterilizations are things that are done externally with veterinarians. We have a, a team of vets in different locations um, that have you know, offered their services. Mm -hmm. um, always, we, we need to... We pay them, of course, for the services. Nothing is nothing is free, unfortunately. Um, but through the donations we receive here at the shelter, in turn, we're able to to offer this help to people who find stray cats. Um, it's a program called TNR, Trap, Neuter, Return, and in that way, the sterilizations um, help to keep down the feral population. The um, the cats in this area, in the ruins, um, the cats have always been here. You know, people ask us, oh, how long have the cats been here? Forever. Mm -hmm. um, when this area was excavated um, back in the 1920s, uh, it became this oasis because it was below street level. Uh, nothing was organized the way it is now. So it was just a, a gathering area, a safe place for them to be. And it happened, you know, they decided, the cats decided. And it's kind of as a consequence, then people came along to started to give them food and to care for them and realized that something needed to be done so the population didn't get out of hand, which is why then the sterilizations began. And we're currently sitting in um, an area of the cat sanctuary where all of the cats that are either have a disability or blind or sick or they stay in this particular area and people can come in and visit with them. But a lot of the cats here are blind. And do you want to talk a little bit about um, how, how you try to help those cats? Um, because it, it probably starts when they're kittens. That is something that just a, a, a disease that they get from, from being astray. Right. The, um, when kittens are born, if they get the, the herpes uh, virus from the mom at birth, if they're not treated right away, uh, they can they can go blind. Uh, and what normally happens is these kittens are born and people don't necessarily find them right away. So time passes and the more time that passes, the more serious and more aggressive the virus can get. And that's why by the time they're found, there are some cats that they can still be treated. It can be treated with an antibiotic. It takes a lot of work to make sure the eyes are, are clean, you know, cleansed. Um, but if it is too, too far advanced and there's nothing that can be done, then a vet has to evaluate, do, does the eye actually have to be removed, which in the end is, is better for the cat's health because it can get infected still if it's not removed. Um, 
but the important thing is is to offer uh, a safe location for them because on the streets they're not going to make it but being here in this room, it's a large room. We have cat trees that we change regularly. Uh, they have their, their food all the time. They've got friends, they've got warm beds and they get to learn this space. So even being blind, they can get all over. They run, they play, they have their friends and to them, it's not a handicap. Right. Right. So they're very well taken care of here. And you did mention that when the ruins were excavated back in the 1920s, um, the cats were already here. They've been here for hundreds and hundreds of years. And so the the cats have just always kind of migrated to this particular location. So the perfect area for a cat sanctuary and for a, a, the perfect area to help rescue the cats. Um, is there a, a particular process that you go through to rescue cats? Do people bring cats in? Um, do people look for cats and bring them in, or is there any type of um, service that handles that? Okay, we do not just accept cats. People cannot just come and drop off a cat. We would not be able to. We get phone calls constantly. I mean, there are just thousands and thousands of strays throughout Rome, and we are all volunteers, and we would not be able to, to handle that. There is a city shelter that can accept cats that are found that are in conditions that um, maybe are not safe for the cat or if a cat's been abandoned. But we cannot accept that, um, those types of cats. The cats that come here are usually cats that have been trapped for sterilization and then it was discovered or it was even obvious when they trapped the cat for sterilization that there was a problem. Um, for example, one of our cats, um, Miru, he was found on the street by one of the local cat ladies and she could see that the cat was not sterilized. He was roaming the streets and he's blind. He's completely blind. A cat like that, you can't bring him in for sterilization and release him back. So in that type of a case, we would accept the cat here. Every cat that stays with us needs to go through their series of vaccinations um, and before they're sterilized so and tested for fever and felve. Um, the FIV cats, the FIV, which is the feline AIDS, we can accept here, but the FELV cats, which is a much more contagious um, and disease, we cannot accept those cats here at the shelter. So it's a, it's a big expense, every single cat that comes into us. Mm -hmm. um, so unfortunately, we cannot accept every stray cat that comes about. Um, it's not a thing that we go out looking for cats because they're just all over and people find them on a regular basis. It's not something that we, we actively need to do. And our volunteers here at the shelter are here to, to talk about the sterilization program and to care for those that are here. And then there's a network of people that as they find them, they can contact us and we will help with the sterilizations. Okay. And the healthy cats that are living outside um, in the ruins right here, those healthy cats are just the ones that have been here and they just have always kind of been here and just... Those cats were also part of the TNR program. Okay. It's just that many of them were likely uh, kittens when they were found okay. and didn't get adopted because they were very feral. And then at that point, some of our residents have been here for 12 years, 14 years, and a cat like that, if it's very feral as a kitten, it's a haven for them to be out in the ruins. 
They, they love to have the free space to roam around, but we do have feeding stations for them. They know that someone is still caring for them and mm -hmm. they, they won't necessarily let us touch them. They're not ones that are going to come and look for cuddles, but they do know that they're being cared for. And when it's time, you know, to have their, their food or they, they know where to go. Um, but they're the cats in the ruins are not cats that just arrive but cats that were part of our TNR program that could not be released for some reason. And I did notice um, when I was watching the cats in the, in the ruins outside, um, I saw one of the volunteers come in and give them some treats. And one of the cats was really playful, climbed up on her back and was just kind of like giving her some little cuddles and love. It was really sweet to watch that. They, they, seem, they seem pretty friendly. They seem pretty friendly and, and used to. And the weather here in Rome, it's Christmas Day today. Merry Christmas, by the way. Merry Christmas. <laughs> and the weather here is absolutely wonderful. Back home in Atlanta, Georgia today, it is about 16 degrees. Wow. <laughs> so, Christine, um, Christine, um, you're officially an expat. Yes, I am. And how long have you lived in Rome? I don't remember if you told I have us. Been in Rome for 16 years. Okay. Over 16 years. I'm originally from New York, okay. and I've made my home here. Absolutely love it. You can't beat the weather. <laughs> so, even as a native New Yorker, that I love my home state. But living in Rome with the sunshine most most days. And um, having this as my volunteer work, uh, you know, on the weekends, it, it just can't be beat. Okay, so you've lived in Rome for 16 years and volunteer here at the Cat Sanctuary. Tell us a little bit about the website, the name, the official name of the Cat Sanctuary, so that listeners can find the website if they want to maybe take a look at that, read the history of it, um, find out more about the cats, how they can help. Um, and just a little bit more about um, about that. Okay, um, our website is www.gattidiroma.net. Um, so you can take everyone can take a look. It's both in English and Italian, and there are some of our cat stories. We have an adoption at a distance program which really helps um, by sponsoring a cat. We send uh, information about the cat every month, the photo, and just keeping people up to date on what's going on here in Rome at the shelter. And that really helps keep people connected. It's something that has created a, a family for the cats that don't have a, another home other than the shelter. Um, the website also gives a history about the ruins. So I'm not an historian, so my, my knowledge is a bit limited with talking about the temples and, and when these Roman temples came about, but on the website, all of that information is there, and you can find out if anyone would like to, to donate and help and believes in what we're doing, they can see that on our website also. Wonderful. And Gatti di Roma, it's Gatti di Roma, and it's spelled G-A-T-T-I. D-I-R-O-M-A dot net. Right. And do you have an Instagram and a Facebook page? We do. The Facebook page is uh, Gatti di Roma Roman Cats. And Instagram is, let me think for one moment, Gatti di Tori Argentina. 
is our Instagram. Okay. And those will be listed in the show notes for people to also check out um, if they want to take a look at the Instagram and the Facebook page as well as the website. And Gati Duroma um, has great um, merchandise. They have sweatshirts, they have t-shirts available for people coming into the cat sanctuary. I bought a wonderful coffee mug that I got for my daughter who collects coffee mugs. And um, what are some of the other merchandise? And are the items, I noticed that some of the items look handmade. Is anything handmade? We have, yes, we have um, a volunteer who who makes things with the cats on them and everything goes to helping the cats. So everything we do, um, whether it's the t-shirts or our bags and things of that nature, um, all of the donations go for helping the cats. But yes, there are some handmade items too. Awesome. Well, not a book podcast, not an author interview, but yet something interesting that I thought that the listeners would enjoy here on the Talking Book. Atlanta podcast. So Merry Christmas to everyone and I hope you have a happy holiday and a happy new year. But what is the history behind these ruins where the cats live? The ruins are actually part of Largo di Torre Argentino, which is a square in Rome, Italy, with four Roman Republican temples, and the remains of Pompey's temple theater is there. It is the ancient Campus Martius. It's also the ruins where Julius Caesar is known to have been assassinated. The cats actually live in this section of the four temples known as the letter D section. It is the largest of the four and dates back to the second century BC with lot Republican restorations and was devoted to Lars Parmenius. Lars was the protector of sailors and a small part has been excavated. The street does cover most of it. It was vowed by the predator Lorisius Amoricius Regilius while Engaged in a naval battle with the fleet of Antrocius the Great in 190 BC and dedicated by M. Elemelius Lepidius when censor on 22nd 179 BC on the doors of the temple was a directory inscribed in Cernenium meat. It is recorded as a standing in Portia Minucia and therefore is the exact site depends on the Porcius. The Torah Argentina Cat Sanctuary, located at Temple D of the Largo de Torre Argentina Cat Shelter, founded in 1993, offers the sterilization and adoption program that house an estimated 350 cats. The shelter operates a no-kill shelter under Law 281 Enacted by the Italian Parliament in 1991, the laws introduced the cat's rights to live free and safe. And the shelter remains active despite the archaeologists' protest to dismantle the shelter in favor of protecting the excavation and the ruins. Today, the cat shelter is open every day from noon to four. Since 2021, the Tory 
Argentina Cat Sanctuary has spayed and neutered 2,931 cats. They have rescued 83 new cats. They've had 53 adoptions and they've had 64% adoptions from new families. So, how can you help Gatti di Roma, the Tori Argentina Cat Sanctuary in Rome, from wherever you are? There is an adoption at a distance program for the Tori Argentina Cat Sanctuary. And the best way to support Tori Argentina Cats is to join the adoption program at a distance. It's a fun way to stay in touch and keep a piece of Rome in your heart. Adopting at a distance is a symbolic gesture that helps us helps the Tori di Roma Cat Sanctuary care not only for specific cats that you've chosen, but for all the cats. The donations are fundamental to continuing the sterilization program, and it gives cats a big, beautiful family. And we know how special it makes them feel, especially if you come to visit. To help get to know the cats better, they send a regular update and digital photos. You can also get through the mail information about the cat that you choose. And again, the website for more information is gattadroma.net and that is G-A-T-T-I-D-I-R-O-M-A dot net. Check them out today and I certainly hope you enjoyed this pop-up episode recorded from Rome, Italy. Happy New Year.